0: Hello, ako sa si Judes Gavilan. Kayo nakikinig sa bagong Rappler podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga may init at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang desisyon ng House of Representatives na harangin ang bagong prangkisa ng ABS-CBN. Ang pagharang ng prangkisa ay bahagi ng malawak na pag sa press freedom sa ilalim ng Duterte administration. Ilang beses na sinabi ni Pangulong Duterte na hindi niya hahayaang mapagbigyan ang ABS-CBN. Paano na ibabang utos mula sa Malacanang patungo sa patasang pambansa? Sino-sino ang key players dito? Ano nang na susunod na ng ABS-CBN? Kasama ko ngayon si Mara Sepeda, ang house reporter ng Rappler, para bigyang linaw ang iba't ibang bahagi ng issue na ito. Hi Mara, thank you for joining me today. Hi Judes! So I think for my first question, we know on July 10, the House panel rejected the abs cbn franchise renewal. Can you walk us through what happened that day, including siguro voting process na parang Nabiglayong lahat kung when they announced the voting procedure.
1: Okay, so I think what was quite confusing on the day was yung pinagbotohan nila na technical working group report. So the last hearing on ABS-CBN franchise was conducted just the day before that, July 9. At the end of that hearing, the House Committee on Legislative Franchises Chairperson, Franz Alvarez, authorized the formation of a technical working group composed of Representatives Pablo John García. SIA, XJ Romualdo, and Stella Kimbo to essentially consolidate all the major findings in the past 12 hearings on abs uh, franchise issues. And then they will be making the assessment and the recommendations to the Mother Committee. We were able to get hold of a copy of the technical working group just before, within the hour before the the hearing for the faculty of voting was convened. Mm-hmm. And the recommendation of the technical working group was for the denial of ABS-CBN's franchise. Mm-hmm. And what really did ABS-CBN in was the issues and allegations thrown at the network regarding tax avoidance, mm-hmm. unjust labor conditions, and its supposed foreign ownership through its Philippine Depository Receipts and in the ownership of the network by Gabby Lopez, who is a dual citizen, a Filipino and an American the same time. We know that representative we know that representative Kimbo signed it with dissent. So when that technical working group was presented to the panel on July 10, the motion that was made by Congressman Mike Defensor I believe was to adopt I moved to adopt the resolution and the resolution is to deny the franchise. So if you are if you want to give an, a franchise to ABS-CBN, you would have to vote no. So to say yes to ABS-CBN, you have to vote no, and if you want to kill the franchise, say no to ABS-CBN, you have to vote yes. So there was a little bit of confusion, really, but you know, it, it's not beneath our congressmen, you know, to poke fun. Because it's like, for the the last couple of weeks, like the trend, doing say yes to ABS-CBN. So it's not beneath them to you know try to hit at. ABS-CBN supporters by mm-hmm. yeah, if you say yes to ABS-CBN it means yes to the junking of the franchise so that's, that's what happened but I don't think there was any major confusion naman among the congressmen who mm-hmm. sila kasi clarify what happened was, it was a hybrid hearing kasi since we're still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, so uh, most of the lawmakers uh, participate in the, in the voting process through Zoom so inuna muna yung uh, mag-agree to the rejection resolution. And then after noon, um, sinunod yung pag-note dun sa ng mga magno sa rejection resolution, meaning they want to grant the franchise to ABS. And then sumunod na yung mga nag-inhibit and nag-abstain. There w- so the, fight, the count announced on July 10 was 70 against ABS-CBN's franchise. 11 in favor of the franchise. Dalawang nag-inhibit and isang nag-abstain. There were a total of eighty-five lawmakers who were present, but then we were able to clarify to the commit with the committee secretariat that na walang nagabstayn. Actually, three congressmen inhibited from the vote meaning they were present during the voting day but hindi sila nag-manifest kahit ano nilang voto the one missing vote kasi 84 lang yun 84 lang yung natali, is yung kay Chairman Alvarez because chairpersons usually don't vote they only do when they need to break a tie and in this case the presider didn't have to break any tie
0: and you mentioned nga Technical Working Group released a report mm-hmm. recommending the non approval of the franchise bill. And then the committee adopted this. Siguro for you, Mara, ano yung highlight no report or maybe shocking na, you thought na bakit paratalagang pinupush nila na ilagayito on the record?
1: I think what was most
0: shocking,
1: not naman shocking that I didn't expect the congressman to say this or the House to say it, but really um, appalling in the sense that, you know, I am a journalist and we are talking about the franchise of the country's largest media network being shut down and being denied the franchise essentially means it's going to stay closed for the next two years or mm-hmm. until Duterte changes his mind, right? Is that part of the committee reports saying that their denial of ABS-CBN franchise has nothing to do with press mm-hmm. freedom. Because okay. they keep on insisting, and it was all too clear also because even the speaker um, said that this is, isn't an issue of... You know, silencing the press, but going after big businesses who take advantage of the law just to protect their business interests, who use the media companies they are affiliated with to protect their business interests. They keep on insisting that, but we know naman for a fact that the issue of legislative franchises, the application of it, the granting its denial, is not really a legal proceeding, but it's actually more political. Mm-mm. Because we did, um, our, our my co-reporter, si Aika our Senate reporter, did um, a study before on how fast or how slow Congress, both the House and the Senate, deliberated, uh, processed, and approved the uh, franchises of other major broadcasting networks. And sobrang bilis, it did not even take them months, similar like with the ABS-CBN franchise. In the House, parang on average it's between 11 to 20 days between the committee report until the on third and final reading so mabilis and hindi sila nagkaroon ng extensive hearings and these major broadcasting networks are also owned by Businessmen who double into different industries also. Siguro hindi sila katulad ng mga Lopeces who pissed off the president that much. Kaya ganun. Mm-mm. But as to the allegations na sinait ng committee that convinced them to deny the franchise, hindi naman ako nagulat. Kasi it was pretty obvious based on ano yung mga issues na renail talaga ng mga lawmakers, ang ABS-CBN executives and their lawyers. And as I said earlier, it's really the issues on tax avoidance. Meaning, the first is tax avoidance. They're accusing ABS-CBN of using its subsidiaries like Big Dipper mm-hmm. and kahit yung Kapamilia Kapamilya Foundation as uh, tax shields, as tax avoidance schemes. And you know that tax avoidance is not illegal. And we did, we did have several government agencies saying naman na, uh, BIR BIR officials were saying that ABS-CBN paid its proper taxes over the years. Uh, but for the lawmakers, having these different companies and... Because like Big D- Dipper, for example, it's an IT-enabled company that essentially allows... One of the sort The of, Ang cliente niya, ABS-CBN primarily. And one of their services is to turn analog video into digital. Mm-hmm. Yun. Kaso ang problema kasi ng mga congressmen dun, Big deeper is registered with PESA. So kapag peza registered ka, meron kang mga tax exemptions. So the lawmakers are arguing ni-register ni register ni ABSCBN, si Big Deeper sa peza para hindi nadadagdag dun sa mga babayaran nilang taxes. And Big Deeper doesn't really have any other client apart from abs Issue then with the lawmakers eh, uh, ay yung block time arrangement with Amcara Broadcasting Network. Mm -hmm. Congressman, uh, Senior Deputy Majority Leader Boying Mimulia, actually called Amcara as a dummy of ABS-CBN. ABS-CBN used to have a 49% stake at Amcara. Meron meron din siyang block time arrangement with Amcara. Ito yung nag-run ng Channel 43 na ginagamit ng ABS-CBN para makapag-air ng mga digital channels niya. Like DZMM, KBO, yung Pamilya Box Office, mm-hmm. through TV Plus. Parang ginagamit nila yung block time deal na yun with Amkara. Nung it was clear that the president is not gonna stop threatening ABS-CBN, the media giant sold its shares sa Amkara December 2019. Suspicious din nga. Ah, uh, yung pag-release nila, cause likely they're they they're doing that para makyur kung ano man yung magiging allegations sa kanila. But even then, if this wasn't not enough for, for the congressmen, they were able to make the Amkara executives admit that yung transmitters na ginagam- ginagamit ng Amkara for its digital television services. I ABS-CBN ng bumile. Mm-hmm. Apparently, kahit, meron siyang sariling franchise si ACM kara, molas siyong shows, they're purely functioning as parang pang block time with ABS-CBN. And some of its executives have, were former ABS-CBN uh, officials too, pero hindi naman sila serving in the current capacity. So for the congressman, this is, they these are. Major red flags that they couldn't ignore in terms of taxes and what they called as usufruct. Uh, with Amgara. They raised unjust labor conditions. There was one particular house hearing where they really tackled all of the issues on labor contractualization in abs C B N. But I think what we took up to properly contextualize this that The media ed- industry isn't proud of it. Pano talamak ang contractualization sa industry natin. Mm-hmm. At na bring up yon, so tinawag wag na mga congressman yung mga Former ABS-CBN employees that na filed labor cases at ABS-CBN mm-hmm. to to show that they do not take care of their their workers at they're making a case that ABS-CBN is a big uh, is a big company um if it can employ thousands of employees why can't they uh, regularize everybody. The defense of ABS-CBN is that the broadcast industry is unique. Meron silang hinahir na tao na base sa duration ng programa. So kung mas patok sa madlang people, yung teledrama, na mas matagal yung crew uh, na magkakaroon ng trabaho. And I remember uh, ABS-CBN COO Cory Vidanes explaining to the congressman that itong program employees, that's the term which she used, mm-hmm. ay part ng isang pool of employees na, let's say, matapos na yung isang show, sa kanila din huhugot for another show. Pero yun nga, yung security of tenure nila, may kontrata, so protected, may mga benefit na maraming mga benefits na binib- binibigay sa kanilang abs cbn basta may show. Mm-hmm. so Pero, hindi naman lahat ng show pumapatok, hindi lahat pinapanoon So, wala yung guarantee na may trabaho ka forever. Kung baga, nakadepende yun sa ratings. Ang defense ni uh, Vedanes is that, you know, we can't regularize everybody. Kung wala naman siyang show after two years, for example, nitong high-grossing drama na ito. Tapos na siya. Uh, hindi naman pwedeng, hindi ka na nagtatrabaho na binabayaran ka daw ng ABS-CBN. But again, Congress didn't have any issues with the other labor yeah. uh, concerns. of, For example, GMA7. Yung sa GMA7 kasi, pumasa siya, pinasya siya ng house, mabilis. Oh. Mabilis yon. Naglapse lapse into la yung, yung, yung bill, so Duterte didn't even have to sign anything para ma-grant, ma-renew yung franchise ng GMA. Pero approve yung franchise nila kahit pending yung kaso nila at the time uh, regarding tun sa mga talents nila. At yung talents nila na nalo sa lower court, na nalas sa court of appeals. And I think, itataas na ng GMA management yung kaso. So in terms, and ito, high profile talaga kasi maramihan yung mga nag apply eh. Tsaka matataas yung mga posisyon yung mga ito. Selective din. Hindi ako agree about, ako bilang laborer din bilang employee. syempre gusto ko ng regularize. I'm happy in- and rapper, regu- regular ako. So, naiintindihan ko yung sitwasyon ng ibang mga employees na contractual lamang. Pero, kung hindi palato naging issue sa TV5, sa GMA, bakat siya naging issue sa ABS so that that's what that's what the critics are raising and then another major allegation that the congressman cited against ABS CBN ay yung supposed foreign ownership niya so una lawmakers really grilled Gabby Lopez kasi there meron constitutional provision saying that Media companies have to be 100% Filipino owned. Mm-hmm. Si Gaby Lopez said the chairman emeritus of ABS-CBN who served in different capacities as an executive of ABS-CBN over the years. When Gaby Lopez was born, he was born naman to Filipino parents. So under the Constitution of the Philippines at the time, automatically natural born Filipino siya. Mm-hmm. Pero dahil yung lugar kung saan siya anak ay nasa United States at considered nang American. So automatically dual citizenship, But according to the congressman, he hindi siya pwedeng own ng media company kasi American siya or he's par- partly American even if we know dual citizenships don't work that way. The congressman argued the constitutional rule on media ownership is for Filipino citizens only even if that provision is not specific in the 1987 constitution. And it doesn't make any distinction against dual citizens. And then they also said that ABS-CBN is supposedly foreign owned because it sold Philippine depository receipts to foreign firms. So PDRs is a financial instrument that broadcast companies, media companies in the Philippines use so that para can ng foreign investment without the foreigners getting any rights to manage or own the network. Mm-hmm. So, siguro the way to explain this in layman's terms if, is if, if I'm if I'm a foreign firm and I want to invest in a company, a media company, para ako nagbebet sa cabayo, lagay ako ng pera dun sa cabayo slash the media company. Pag nanalo si kabayo sa karera, doon ako kikita. Pag nata- pag walang earning, meaning in in my in the case of my example, natalo si kabayo sa karera, wala akong makukuwang earning. Pero wala akong say kung pano nila aalagaan yung kabayo, saan siya matutulog, para siya kakainin paano yung training niya, wala wala akong say doon. But according to the congressman, have selling PDRs, meant that ABSCBN sold itself the foreigners, even if we know that that's not true. But I
0: wanted to ask since you've covered the marathon hearings, and the accusations of congressmen, congressman, that they are very wild. But would you say that ABS-CBN were able to defend itself against the accusations of lawmakers? Or would you say that there are enough government agencies like BIR? Saying that, uh, walang mali sa ginawa ng ABS-CBN.
1: I think that ABS-CBN was able to answer all the allegations against them. For example, the the the, the counter arguments I've been citing the past few minutes. Hindi ko nga sagot yon eh ng ng ABS-CBN, cahinu mga lawyers niya. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's consistent also in all the twelve hearings was that all the different government agencies that you know congressmen asked actually cleared ABS-CBN of violations. Nagbabayad ng tax oo, nagbabayad ng tax? Uh illegal bang ba PDRs Hindi. Does it mean they have binigyan ba sila ng rights to own the network Hindi. Uh, even the DOJ, when when sought for an opinion during the hearing, said that Gabby Lopez is a Filipino. But even then, um the lawmakers already are dead set on, you know, they have their own interpretation of the law and they and because franchises fall under the responsibility of congressmen, it it falls into their power. kung ano man yung discretion nila? Yung yung mananaig, regardless of whether we agree with it uh, or not. But yes, ABS-CBN was able to respond to that. In the last hearing, the major issue was its alleged bias reporting of issues, and lawmakers really used the time to bring up old articles of ABS-CBN. That were erroneous, mm. but ABS-CBN was able to issue the necessary corrections. Uh, ABS-CBN News Chief Jing Reyes also said that you know their reporters constantly strive to keep their biases in check when there is a complaint uh, about uh, an ABS-CBN personal. They have an internal ombudsman in the in the company who actually looks at these accusations and investigates and recommends the proper and administrative punishment if if that's if that's necessary. And then she said that kapag may malay they acknowledge it and they do make the correction. So a lot of the articles that were brought up during the hearing the correction siya ng address addressed na and they didn't deny naman that. They actually made a mistake, or they did not immediately see the side of a particular party involved in the story. They acknowledged yung mga nila, and there was a commitment from no less than si. C- uh, ABS-CBN CEO Carlo back that, for one, they will always, you know, extra effort not to always get the sides of all the people involved in the story. And then, siguro yung it, of course, is the allegations regarding the coverage of the 2016 elections. Because we know that the reason why Duterte is so angry at ABS-CBN reasons are two things. Number one, they failed to air 6.6 million pesos worth of his paid ads in 2016. And ABS-CBN explained it's because limited lang kasi yung time allowed by Comelec for broadcast companies to air ads of national candidates. So, ang nangyayari, sabi ni Carlo Katigbak, is that the ad agencies of the candidates would tell ABS-CBN sige na, accept nyo na tong pera namin and then kapag nag-free up yung isang time slot ipasok nyo kami. ito naman si ABS-CBN cannot guarantee that the advertisement will air but still accepted the payment mm-hmm. and that's the problem because he accepted the payment for 6.6 million pesos worth of the thirty ads but was not able to air them and what pissed the thirty even more was that kahit, kahit na may ganong problem, on the last day na air parin yung isang ad that then uh, opposition senator and vice presidential candidate Antonio Trillanes paid for. It's essentially an anti Duterte ad, mm-hmm. you know, that featured um, him cursing, promising to kill, and um, saying his controversial rape remarks. Mm-hmm. At ito ng featured na mga bata, and it really pissed the off. Cause obviously the the goal is to make people afraid. I don't want my children to watch a president like that. And so. ABS-CBN did not apologize for airing those ads because it's still, you know, a legitimate ad that was paid for. It's naman prohibited by election laws, so parang for them, it's it's just any other content. But again, it because of the elections, everything has, you know, political implications. Also, nag-apologize si Katigbak not during the House hearings, but way back before when the Senate did. One hearing on ABS-CBN's franchise application. Uh, apologize to the president because going back to the 6.6 million of pesos worth of aired ads, naibalik nila agad yung 4, 4 million pesos worth, 4 million pesos. Pero yung natitirang 2.6. sa said they, he admitted they were delayed in refunding it. And by the time they actually decided to push through with refunding it to the president, kalit nasidu terate ayon yun nang tangapin, he donate na lang daw sa charity, but it was never explained why they were late. Eh? He sort of just, back said we were late, uh, and we apologize for that. Mm-hmm. In the committee report, hindi nagbigay ng judgment ang lawmakers, ang committee on the bias reporting of ABS-CBN. But sinablang that they should take the time to, to, to reflect and think about why these issues of bias reporting. Oh, and I want to add pala na hindi lang ads ni 30 hindi na-earn ng EBS even in 2016. Mm-hmm. It turns out sobrang dami palang ibang candidates. Apparently, this is really a practice that they have been doing and pinagalitan din sila ni uh, Cavite Congressman P.D. Barzaga na, but kasi kayo tumatanggap ng payment for ads na hindi nyo naman pala promise na ma air But, you know, it, it, it's business. You know, it, it, it's the call that they make. Other national candidates who, who paid for ads that did not air include Duterte's closest rival, see si then uh, former Interior Secretary Marojas, his running mate, and now Vice President Lenny Robredo. Yeah. And several candidates including Kiko Pangilinan, Ralph Recto, uh, Francis Tolentino. So it cuts across different political parties. Pero hindi na-establish properly during the hearings kung na-refund silang lahat. Wala namang na hindi sila nabayaran. So it looks, it, maybe they have been paid for, but th- 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 these weren't clear during the hearings
0: but Mara, you mentioned kaniya yung sa last day of ano hearings na detahel yung uh, mga grievances ng mga lawmakers mm. sa mga report ng cbn parang majority ano hearing na talaga ay they devoted or arguing over reporting coverage and even concepts related to journalism eh, they even invited this uh, newsreader na former newsreader na ano yung proseso sa ibcbn no on mm. Uh-uh. Can you tell us how it was like covering the marathon hearings, especially itong part na they discuss uh things related to journalism as a journalist? Ano yung main takeaways mo?
1: I was really disgusted and angered by the nitpicking that happened because I I I I can understand the other hearings eh kasi it involved law, violations in law and may point by point batuhan ng arguments. Lawmakers on one side, lawyers of ABS, CBN, on the other. Yun kaya ko pang at, you know, try to understand where both parties are coming from. And ah, may point si lawmaker. Ah, may point si ABS. Pero may point din si lawmaker. But their politicians telling reporters how they should write their headlines, that's not a call for you to make Because obviously, the... Egos of these elected, of these people we elected into power were hurt and they feel like it's payback time because the fate of ABS CBN is on their hands. I was angered by it because they weren't listening. They were hurt by the stories and they, they think that whenever a story paints you in a bad light, bias na siya, bias nang reporter not even considering that maybe the reason why you were painted in a bad light in the story is because you did something wrong, you did something illegal. It's so frustrating for me to cover that because personally, I have experience writing stories and I have been trained that I should never release a story na hindi ko na corroborate twice, thrice, four times, kung kayo mo ten times, i-corroborate man pa ulit-ulit different interviews, different documents. Tapos, sasabihin lang nung politiko na hindi, hindi hindi fair yan kasi it's negative against me. So that's not how journalism works. Mm-hmm. And I have experiences in the past na I do have, you know, a solid piece and some politician inv- I, I wrote about in that story will text me and debate me about parts of my story na dapat ganito or bakit ganito yung pagkakasulat mo. It's frustrating because I think It's so easy to throw the word biased reporter these days. You know, being biased is not something we can escape from. Bias is the way you view the world, the way you see the world. And that's shaped by the moment you are born into this world. Your biases are shaped by how you are raised by your family, who are the people in your family, what school they're going to send you to, who are the friends you're going to develop, what company you're going to work for, what philosophies will prevail in that company. And... As journalists, number one, we are trying to manage our biases, and I can see that in ABS-CBN reporters. I have, you know, have the honor of working along with Sa, sa Field. Um, objective yung mga tanong nila, well research nila, yung mga ABS-CBN reporters na mga kabit ko ay lagi kong binabantayan. Mm-hmm. Kasi alam ko yun yung mga yan nag, lagin nagpapakitang gilas, lagi nagko-corroborate din like me at hindi lang surface level questions yung mga tinatanong. It was very frustrating but at the end of the day, wala kang magagawa, eh. ABS-CBN was placed on the hot seat and they were at the mercy of these congressmen who decided, you know what, it's payback time. You made me upset with one of, my, with one of your stories and then it, it's payback time. I always say that we always put politicians, especially you know politicians who elected into power into a higher standard, precisely because they are supposed to be better than us. But I think in that particular hearing, a lot of these House members show that they really aren't. And we really should reassess the way we choose our leaders in uh, elections.
0: And we know ilang beses na na-mention ni President Duterte yung galit niya sa ABS-CBN eh, diba, sa, mga sports, uh-huh. sa mga interviews. So parang it's smooth na to say na hindi ito backed by the administration and efforts against ABS-CBN. But thank you, Ms. Mara, paano na iba yung plan na ito against ABS-CBN from Malacanang to the House of Reps? Sino-sino yung key players na nakita mo?
1: Uh-huh. I think what we need to understand about the Philippine Congress is that even if the Constitution meant for the legislative branch to act as a checks and balances to the executive, in the House, traditionally, in, Philippine, in our skewed Philippine politics, the House delivers and votes as the president wishes. a transactional politics because the release of the budget in different districts that are represented by congressmen depends on Gusto ba silang bigyan ng presidente eh, o hindi? In that case, parang give and take yon Sige na nga, uh, vote in favor of your pet bill. Bigyan mo lang ka na kailangan ko for my district. That's not bad. Kasi diba bilang congressman, yung enough budget for your district. Kasi we know na naabuso abuso ito um, through what we know as pork barrel. Paano ito naibaba? Well, the president spent months uh, on his tirades on ABS-CBN, that's enough to send the message to his allies in Congress in the House. Nah, this is what I want. And the Speaker himself accused ABS-CBN of giving unfair airtime to vice presidential candidates because he was the candidate for vice president to Duterte in 2016. So, hindi na isa-isahin pa ni Duterte at ni Kayitano yung mga congressmen. Because the message is clear. We don't want ABS-CBN to get a franchise. Claro na from from the get go. So usually kapag niyan, may instructions na dinadala to the political parties. Tapos pinababala to the lawmakers. Mm-hmm. Though in this case, the message was sent in public in the president's speeches. Key players, of course, will be in, in the hearings. There binansagang four horsemen of the ABS-CBN hearings. So these are the four congressmen. Nakung ano yung highlights. Uh-huh. ng committee report na hinahilite din sa stories ko, hinahilite natin sa podcast na to. Sila din talaga yung talagang pumukpok sa ABS-CBN. They are uh, Senior Deputy Majority Leader Boying Kavite Cavite uh, 4th District Representative Elpidio Barsaga Jr., House Deputy Speaker Rodante Margaretta, and Nakalusugan Representative Mike Defendor. Sila yung, we know, likely, has the blessing from the leadership to go after mm-hmm. this, these issues. Against ABS-CBN, and of course, the, of course, the speaker he insisted on conscience vote. tayo, meaning, hindi ako magbuweb ng votes, Uh-oh. hindi ako mag-impose ng punishment kung hindi kayo boboto against ABS-CBN's franchise. But his rhetoric now yeah. after the denial of the franchise says so much because now he's following the anti-oligarchy. Narrative of the president, he said that his colleagues did Filipinos a favor by moving against the one of the oligarchs in the Philippines. And he also said, again repeatedly, that the issue of ABS-CBN is not about attacking press freedom, but it's an issue of a big business using the media to protect its business interests. Mm-hmm. So, you read between the lines, na lang, Hi, hindi na between the lines, obvious na, obvious na nga. Because eh. mm-hmm. the speaker wouldn't let that vote happen if he didn't give his blessing. Yeah.
0: So, what was the Ebora point over the past months that you covered this na minang And you thought na awala ah, na to, parang impossible ng yung franchise na to? Hmm. When did I realize that? I
1: think that, honestly, early on in the hearings, mm-hmm. because it took a while for to allow the House Committee on Legislative Franchises to schedule the hearings in the first place. And when it did happen, klaro na eh, in structured na siya eh. At ang tagal eh, uh, nung pag nila dun sa ABS-CBN regarding all these issues. I think yung unang hearing palang when they were putting um, Mr. Gabi Lopez on the spot and ignoring the law saying that he's a Filipino. Um, Doon ko lang na-realize na, they are going to interpret and bend the law according to what they need. Until the end, syempre, you're hoping for the best, diba? Parang, if for some miracle, I'm, I'm thinking these politicians would need ABS CBN in 2022. Pero wala, nila. I remember when the franchise was denied na. And uh, na ako, kasi, just less than a month ago, uh, our CEO, Maria Resson, former researcher Ray Santos were found guilty of libel. and daming pending cases ng Rappler. Tapos, biglang ito, ABS-CBN, hindi bibigyan ng franchise. Tarado. Parang, hindi na natin kailangan ng Marshallo para mas-surpress yung, yung, yung media
0: natin. Ganong kagaling si Duterte, di ba? So, Mario, yeah. what's next for ABS-CBN now? Like, you wrote an article playing mm-hmm. out the scenarios eh. Like, before we knew na mm-hmm. it's going to be rejected. So, ano na yung okay. next step na gagawin niya? Or, would you say na at least until 2022, medyo malabo na franchise.
1: Sadly, malabo yung franchise, unless the 30 changes his mind. May records kasi initially yung ABS-CBN na file ng appeal pero according to the house rules kasi hindi pwede lang mag-file ng appeal within 24 hours of the decision of the committee is one of the lawmakers who voted with the majority iasa yeah. e, naman na yung mga umayaw na sa abs na magpafile pa ng appeal and wala naman dun yung parang trojan horse among the pro ABSCBN pilit mm-hmm. ko din na rin nila kasi futile so sobrang outnumbered uh-huh. another option is any other congressman can file a new bill seeking a franchise to ABS-CBN. But it not file. Because babalik lang and House Committee and Legislative mm-hmm. Franchises. And it's going to come back to the same people who overwhelmingly rejected it. So it's a futile attempt right now. ABS-CBN can try again in, after 2022 when Duterte no longer is president. So we'd have to imagine a world where one of the country's major TV networks is not Going to be viewed by the majority of Filipinos mm-hmm. on their televisions and on, and gonna be heard on their radios, but if Duterte suddenly decides and tells his allies in the house, oh, give na ng franchise, yan, then probably someone will file a bill and then hearing and they'll grant it. The house, naman, kasi consistent naman yan eh. You try to expect they will um be more critical of the president, but hindi hindi siya So. It's very bleak right now for ABS-CBN, and my heart goes out to them. Uh, we're recording this podcast, July 15, 2020, and lo- naglabas ng statement yung EBS cbn that they are going to start laying off workers August 31. And it's very because it's not just that you trabaho not have a job, you pandemic. Oh na so not, na- 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 economy
0: natin ngayon. Mm-mm.
1: it's not as if pwede kang mag-job hunting alam mo yun na parang buong araw kang pupunta sa different offices hindi hindi yun nun eh
0: um, and marami it, yung company it's, na naka hire kasi nga they're reeling from the loss because of the pandemic
1: oh and the same goes for, for media ba parang you're right we're not in a position to hire people right now kasi the focus is to, for companies to stay afloat Uh-oh. and that probably means not hiring new people so
0: Mara you mentioned kanina na parang di chance na ma-turn your situation around is if Duterte changes his mind. So, this reflects uh-huh. talaga, yung pagiging rubber stamp kuno ng Congress na hindi lang under Duterte. Like, years nga, na, parang garito na setup eh. I wanted to ah. ask, what is it with the House of Representatives na makes it more vulnerable to being a rubber stamp of the executive na mas vulnerable siya na ma-maneuver ng executive branch ng government?
1: It's in the very nature of the structure in the house. Because if you're elected as a congressman or a congresswoman, you represent a specific district. Yung district na yon. yung budget for it nakadepende yon heavily sa ano yung magiging decision ng executive and different government agencies. Kung mag how much they're going to allot to your budget. So lawmakers tend to always guide their decisions. And if I vote for this bill. Transactional politics, give and take. If I vote for this bill, papayagan mo bang dagdagan yung budget ko para matapos yung bridge? Or para matapos yung barangay health center? Ideally, ganoon nangyayari, pero in end, kasi parang these are, uh, nagiging excuses na lang kasi to para magpark ng funds and to, to steal more money from the people. Yung parking of funds, nag, ano yan, scheme yan na there's a part of the budget that's going to be parked in let's say district A of province A but ang makakakuha talaga ng pera na yon IC si congressman B and it's not going to go to his district it's going to go to his pocket ganoon mm-hmm. ganon eh. yung nature nung nung house
0: will there ever be a chance na magbago ito may, may isa akong way kung paano well we
1: we hope it's going to change but yeah. it's
0: this is a systemic
1: problem yeah, uh-uh right? It's not going to change overnight. I mean, the Supreme Court ruled the PDAF or the pork barrel funds as unconstitutional. But it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's na lang lost ating mga lawmakers in the allocations per district under different government agencies. But it's still there. It's na been put na into bogus uh, non-governmental agencies, right? mm mm-hmm we hope for the best but I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon because it would have to mean we need to be electing a speaker that's willing to stand up to the president. Eh, anong ARA, You're not gonna be speaker if you're not close to the president because the law, the congressman would want to elect a speaker that is close to the president para pag may gusto silang makuhang budget from or project from the president. Kaya sabihin kay speaker, the speaker can tell the president. So, it's a circle that's, very difficult to break, and I think, tina, ano yung mga, their, political dynasties are still so prevalent in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at it, the speaker and his wife, sa sila Silani Cayetano, they're both house members. Mm-hmm. At mayroon ganyan yung iba kung hindi mag-asawa, magkamag-anak, magkapatid, and you know, this problem that we have in our political system, down to the barangay level yan. So hanggang I don't know it's 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 a little bit it's quite bleak really for ABS-CBN um, right now because I don't think the 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 nature of our legislative branch will be changing anytime soon. At kanan dito so sa Senado ah. Uh-oh. I mean <laughs>
0: well, for my last question ah uh. uh, serious medyo pessimistic forward but with <laughs> what they did with ABS-CBN and we know what they did with Senator Leila Le- 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 de Lima. And with the laws that the president wanted, like the anti terror law, the death penalty bill, na pasato sa House. What's the worst thing that could happen by in the future, at least until twenty twenty two? What's the worst case scenario na you mo I
1: think what the House just proved in the way it's been, you know operating this past few months during the pandemic, not even eh, recently, eh, is that you know what the Duterte wants, the House will give to the Duterte. I mean, the anti terror law was not even in the agenda of the House. Because Kaitano wanted the House to pass a lot of coronavirus response bills because he was telling the public, I can't schedule the ABS-CBN hearings agad because we have to help the government in its response to the pandemic. So, pinasan nila lahat yung bills. But then, when they were told, na, oh, the president's going to certify the passage of this bill as urgent because senators passed the anti terror law ng. February. Pinasanang house. I mean, in the middle of the pandemic, they they prioritized it. And it was really fast. Because the president said so, the house members will deliver. So, kung meron mang gustong batas na hihingin si Duterte, yun yung ibibigay. If worst comes to worst, and he asks... Congress to declare martial law in the entire country. Masaal yung mga senador, but the House they will agree to it. There will be strong oppositions, but there's 302 and not a lot of them are are always willing to stand up to the president. It's kinda of depressing really, but we try to just dissent as much as we can and fight the fight that we can and hopefully you know ma enlighten yung gobyerno natin kahit papa.
0: So, on that note, let's see what will happen next. And especially as 2022 is near already, next mm-hmm. year, it's election season. Na, and we <laughs> kung ang election season sa in the no? So, thank you, Mara, for joining me today and for giving us both the big picture and the integrity of what happened sa the camera in relation to the ABS-CBN franchise issue. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. Pasa sa community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting rappler.com slash plus. Kung meron ka naman gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judeska Villan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.